0: So when I started my mental health advocacy, I knew that there were a lot of other mental health advocates out there, but I wanted to see how can I differentiate myself from others and what was it in particular that I was passionate about within uh, the mental health field. And so when I was deciding what I was gonna do, I said, well, what am I gonna call myself? How am I gonna go as? And I decided that I would call myself a Latina feminist mental health activist. And the reason why I included the term feminist is because I think that through my education, learning about women's studies and the study of women and gender, and just learning about feminist theory and learning about intersectionality and how the personal is political, a lot of these things that I learned really influenced my advocacy work. And so knowing that you're not simply a person with a mental health condition, but you're also a woman, let's say you're transgender, let's say you're working class um, and uh, a person that's a different race. All of those things really impact how people experience their mental health, how they experience their lives. And so I thought, why don't I talk about things that are unique to some populations? And so I thought that it was really important for me to talk about women of color because there's a lot of tropes, there's a lot of stereotypes when it comes to women of color that i think really impacts their mental health so particularly in the latino community i think mental health and mental illness is very stigmatized it's something that we don't talk about we usually don't have the language for it and so we'll refer to it as nerves rather than anxiety or depression Um, sometimes we'll say oh they're just being dramatic i also think that Related to what I experienced in the psychiatric ward, kind of comparing other people's experiences to mine. Uh, growing up, my grandfather only had a third-grade education in Ecuador. Then he came to the United States, didn't know English, and he had to work his way up. And hearing those stories growing up, I felt very selfish to think I'm—I have all of these opportunities. People in my family have gone through so much worse, and. I have the nerve to say that I'm sad and that I'm depressed. And so constantly thinking about what other people have gone through and comparing that to what I was feeling, I felt that I wasn't worthy of feeling those issues. And I think in a lot of communities of color, they see mental health or mental illness or seeing a therapist as a privileged white person thing. And so it's like, that's white, that has nothing to do with you. And so you feel like, okay, this is my fault. This is something that I'm doing wrong. I empower the people I work with in many different ways. Uh, I go to a lot of different venues like hospitals, colleges, universities, different organizations, and I share my story and I think there there isn't a lot of people like me that are out going to these communities and talking about these issues so fiercely, so explicitly, and I'm very honest about what I go through and I tell people that I understand the different stigmas and I understand that one might not be ready to talk about these issues and to do it whenever you're ready. There's a lot of those are a lot of things that I learned. In some ways I felt that I rushed into it because I was so excited and passionate about it and I didn't really have the time to think, okay, if I say this, if I do this, what are the consequences? And they're not necessarily awful consequences, but it's something that I didn't really think about. And so I think that people really need to reflect, like I mentioned earlier, and think, how do I wanna share my story, if I wanna share my story at all, and how is it gonna impact other people? And so going to schools and allowing people to share their stories with their classmates, with different uh, people, and letting them know that it's okay, and that you're not gonna get it right the first time, and you're gonna slowly learn about yourself. And so do, own what you're going through, do name it in the way that you feel comfortable doing it. But I think it's important to start talking about it because if we continue that cycle of silence, we won't get anywhere. We will continue living in that stigma and living in these communities where there have been so many people in your life and your ancestors who have gone through these issues and never uh, sought that help. They never sought that help and so they lived a quality of life that was unfair to them. I am interviewed in different outlets and one in particular was for NBC Latino and for me I talked about how in order for us to talk to our communities we have to find a point of relation, find a point where we can say uh did you ever feel like this in the past or kind of making the terms a lot simpler not saying depressed or not saying coping skills but saying like how did you deal with being sad um, and trying to get more about what they went through and so you can start that conversation that way and also talking about it in terms of physical health because the Latino community is very focused on physical health and so if you can equate mental health and physical health is something that they understand in a way that's a lot easier for them to Kind of bring these topics into their household um, also um, talking about quality of life like it's not if, if we don't want to talk about certain like words like self care or certain things that maybe are buzzwords that they don't it's just not part of one's language if you talk about your quality of life uh, one thing in particular if you're coming from an immigrant family, what were the things that were really important? You want getting a house uh, finding a partner having children like that's a huge part of a quality of life, but what's at the center of all of those things? Mental health. If you're not in a good headspace, then how are you gonna be able to accomplish all of these things that are so important and that are a priority for you in your quality of life? And so, saying it in those terms, I think can be a lot easier for people to say, okay, if I'm gonna be sad, what kind of quality of life is that? And thinking about how, when you come from a different country and you want your children to have a better life than you, having a better life and having a better quality of life is them being happy, them being able to express themselves. I think that mental health is such a huge part of one's life and it affects one's relationships and it's just at the center of everything and so it's so intrinsic and I I just think why aren't we talking about this more and why aren't we open and honest about what what we're feeling. So in terms of young uh, people in the United States, I think that a lot of people say that social media is a detriment to them, and there are truths to that. I think that when you're growing up in a world that is very technologically based, where a lot of the things that you do is based on social media, apps, and different things that aren't really face-to-face, and you're also kind of comparing yourself to others, and people portray themselves a certain way in order to feel better about themselves, and that's a human thing. There's. Uh, one shouldn't be judgmental about that. I think people want to put their best foot forward all the time and they're afraid of being vulnerable. But then in that case, they show a certain side of themselves that people think is their true self. And so they think, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing enough. Or why aren't I in this space where this other person is? And so it leads to one feeling bad about themselves. It can affect their mental health. But there's also the idea that with social media you can reach different people that you never thought you could and so you're able to find points of relation you're able to meet other people and say oh this is what they're doing and you know i I aspire to that or different um campaigns online that talk about mental health that's a way to start talking about these issues and it's a way for you to feel less alone and so there's good and bad parts um but i think as long as we talk about it and do it in a way that's responsible i think that's the best way to start. Living with a mental illness can be positive. I think that when you first learn that you have a mental illness it can seem very negative. I think that the more time you live with one the more time that you read more about it and and learn more about it and, and research, that's when things will make more sense and then you'll end up learning that it can be a positive thing. I've spoken to a lot of people where they said if I could go back and start life over without my mental illness, I would regret that. They say that they've learned how to sympathize with people, that they're more sensitive and kind. And having gone through hardship, I think that that really teaches a lot of people things and how to be uh, a better person. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, if you have a mental illness, then Uh, that's the only way you can be a better person, but you just go through different experiences that other people most likely won't. And so you have this sense of resilience and pushing forward and I think that it can be a really good thing. I think that more particularly for me, I think that if I hadn't had uh, a mental illness that uh, I wouldn't have started the work that I was doing. I wouldn't have felt the need or I wouldn't have seen a gap And so because of my unique experience, I decided that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about these issues and talk about these issues in communities where it's not discussed. And so I think that I needed to go through this. I needed to experience what I did in order to be where I am right now. And I mean, one day I might be like, oh, I hate that I have a mental illness, like this sucks. But then other days I'll be like, you know what? It makes sense, I understand. So it's not always 24 seven gonna be, oh, I'm so glad I have this. But I think overall it's like this is who I am and, and I'm, I'm okay with that.